Citizens, you're now trapped in a nerd cage with your hosts, Mark and Jay. We hope you have a smashing good time. <laughs> You are about to witness the strength of geek knowledge. Hello and welcome. That's right. You're trapped in Nerd Cage Live. This ain't just a reaction show, but a debate show and a live discussion on everything that makes people like you and I tick. So thank you for joining us tonight. Please hit that like button and subscribe. I'm your co-host, Jay St. G, certified geek seven days a week, coming to you live from Syracuse, New York, and tonight... I'm introducing all the awesomeness that you see on your screen. Above me, as always, the warrior from Wakanda, the fiend from Louisville, my man, Mark Withers. And on the dominant side, from the depths of Dallas, Texas, standing taller than the Tokyo Tower, weighing in at 11,000 subscribers, the sexual Tyrannosaurus, who ain't got time to bleed. But tonight, I'm going to try to make him bleed. Behold, the mighty Titan Goji, Davis. Thank you for being here. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm very glad to be here myself. And uh, for those who don't know, my name is Davis Madol, also known as Titan Goji. I am a content creator on YouTube, and I basically do um, uh, movie reviews on, on numerous um, ka uh, kaiju films, some tokusatsu works here and there, and some anime as well. Thanks for joining us, man, and, and welcome. We're really happy to have you. And, uh, you know, as Jay was saying, you know, as we were sort of talking off stage, I am uh, not, like, into... It's not that I'm not into it, but I know absolutely nothing about uh, kaiju, tokusatsu, none of that stuff. So having you here is a big deal because you can kind of school me on some of that stuff. Let me know, like, wh where to get started, like, all that stuff. Ah, uh, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 in, in that case, I'm even more glad to be here. <laughs> yeah, I am yeah. a blank slate. So, uh, uh, I've 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 grown up watching Godzilla movies uh, ever since I was four years old. Um, my my dad took my oldest brothers and I to Best Buy one day, and we got the PlayStation Two game Godzilla Save the Earth. And 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 my brothers and I we were all over that game. And my dad told us about the Godzilla movie franchise. And, and and thankfully, um, this uh, this uh, uh, this was either like late 2003 or 2004 uh, when uh, when, uh, when Godzilla movies were starting to pop up on DVD here and there, and and, and, and like the next day he, he took us to the mall, and and we got this and we got the classic media box set that uh, that that had. Uh, the original Godzilla, well, technically not the original, but the American version, Godzilla King of the Monsters, uh, the original Rodan, Mothra versus Godzilla, Godzilla's Revenge and Terror of Mechagodzilla. And Terror of Mechagodzilla is actually the very first Godzilla movie I ever watched. And since right. then, like, I've been hooked on the whole uh, kaiju genre, like, ever since. That's cool. What, like, what excite? what is it about these kind of movies that excites you? Is it, is it the monsters themselves? Themselves? Is it the destruction that happens in a lot of the scenes? Like, what what is it that like kind of drew you in and kind of made you a kaiju fan? So, um, when uh, when 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 you're when you're you know a very uh, impressionable young child, you're always fascinated uh, by like by these you know uh, like these giant colossal fantasy creatures, 
And what makes Godzilla appealing, or what would make him appealing to a child, is that he's very reminiscent of a dinosaur or, right. or a fire-breathing dragon. And 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 there's and there's definitely that appeal uh, go, uh, going for him. And 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 and, and you know, you also have like all these like you know, insane and unique uh, creature designs as well, like Titanosaurus, Gigant, Megalon, Angurus, King Ghidorah, Mothra, like, uh, like, uh, like, Godzilla's entire rogues gallery, if you will, is like, is, is incredibly, incredibly unique. And as you grow older, um, you start to realize the importance uh, Godzilla has, like, in Japan, and how, and how he was, how he he was he was originally made as like this metaphor for the nuclear bomb after uh like uh, after after the bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki and and, and coming and coming from a country that uh experienced such horrors firsthand um really makes the original Godzilla like really like like such a powerful film on its own and um and and and, and, and our, another another very interesting thing is, is how Godzilla isn't always a bad guy. He's he's a good guy in some films. He's right. he's portrayed as a father figure in some movies uh, as well. And, and 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 so you have Godzilla like taking on all these like different roles uh, as like as you watch each movie. Like the original Godzilla, like Godzilla now, when he's very different from the Godzilla you see at Son of Godzilla. And, okay. and what really hit, and, and what, what really hits it, hits at home is that Godzilla is really more of a concept than he is uh, a character of sorts. And, and, and it really, and it really allows like filmmakers enough freedom to pretty much depict him in any particular way without taking so much from like the essence of that original character, right? Like, like, like the way I'm looking at it, he's really the embodiment of mankind's wrongdoings, and and pretty much begs the question as to whether we should stand up and embrace, you know, like what like what we've done, you know, as the human race after committing all these atrocities on Earth, or should we just sweep it under under the rug, forget about it, hope it, hope it goes away. Right, right. So as like, you know, if like, you know, you're talking to like a complete newcomer, someone's like really into the idea, because as I've said in, in other episodes that I have never watched any of these movies, but I love to in. hear you guys talk you about it. <laughs> I love like the terminology and the names of some of these monsters and like everything that you guys are talking about. Like, for, for like, let's say you were doing like a, like a, like a kaiju 101 and you said like okay i want you to watch this film this film this film like what would like the first three films that you would give a newbie okay so uh <clears throat> i i i would definitely recommend the original godzilla and i and and i would also recommend the uh the original rodan from 1956 because not only, I mean, not only is it, you know, Toho, you know, same guys who did Godzilla and, right. and Rodan does end up in a Godzilla series later on. It does borrow some cues from the original Godzilla, but it's, uh, but it's, uh, but it's not necessarily played out as a metaphor, but 
it's almost like a horror film, like like a classic, you know, a kaiju horror movie, and 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 and, and, and I really love the atmosphere of the original Rodan. And as for the third movie, I would recommend the original Mothra from 1961, uh, because you know, sure, like I, I I have talked about how you know kaiju movies started off all doom and gloom, but Mothra is a really fun movie. Right. Like like uh, it's it's a movie you can watch anytime and just like just have fun with. Like uh, like uh, like it's 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 not it's not all dark and serious. Like it like it's uh, I, I mean it's 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 a thrill. It's it's quite a ride. Right. Awesome. Those, those are for some pretty good choices. Okay, before I get to my three picks for Mark, uh, shout out to the chat, Off the Beaten Podcast, Bonus Commentary, Scott Bannock, Adam from Scribe Productions, Paul Tackett, he's our regular Cat F, uh, Jugglers Juggler is here today. So thank you for joining us tonight. Let's party on. So, up, guys? So, <laughs> so Davis and I, we, we would love to gently lure Mark in because we're not going to just like dump all these 50 of these movies. Like, hey, Mark, look at all these movies. Watch them. So... <laughs> I got I got three I got three my recommendations of my own plus uh, uh kind of like a honorable mention so I agree with Davis 100 percent the original 1954 mark um can't stress it enough I feel like it's it's a mandatory watch for like anybody and then I'm gonna go right. off to uh, Shin Gorgira to everything we talked about off camera uh, I feel like that one is a great standalone movie to check out and it's a definitely it's similar to 1954 but m- you know modernized. And then right. my third movie, I'm gonna have to say, Kong Skull Island. Oh yeah, okay. I think it's it's the best MonsterVerse movie, and I feel like there's a there's a lot of good star power there. Mm-hmm. And oh, truly. I, yeah, I feel like the star power and like it's it's a fast paced movie. It's a lot of fun, not too complicated. I think it's a good one to lure him in. And then finally, as my honorable mention, as much. As I hate these movies personally, but knowing Mark, who's a huge <laughs> anime fan, knows so much about anime, um, I think he should watch the first anime trilogy, uh, Godzilla. Um, I just think that the, I think for some reason, something tells me Mark will either really love that movie or really hate it. But I'm leaning towards very, <laughs> he'll love it a lot because of his you know, because he's into anime. So that's my honorable right. mention, even though it's not my personal favorite at all. But I would recommend it to Mark just knowing him. All right. And uh, is, 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 is it cool if I also bring up uh, an honorable mention? Absolutely. One? Okay, so uh, like, I basically picked the original Godzilla, Rodan, and Mothra as like a bit of a uh, kaiju crash course, if you will. Right. But my honorable mention would be uh, I, I, and and I, I know Jay isn't isn't a big fan of these movies, <laughs> but I, I I highly recommend uh, the '90s Gamera trilogy: Gamera, Guardian of the Universe, Gamera, Attack of Legion, and Gamera: Revenge of Iris. Like uh, a lot of kaiju fans uh, ha- have said that those like those are some of, if not the greatest kaiju films ever made. And and Mark, since uh, since you're also an anime, an anime guy, uh, like the, these movies do feel pretty anime esque, especially the third one. Yeah. Oh, right on. Cool. So cool. look at the I was chat. watching your channel earlier today, and I noticed like you were there was one video where you were kind of talking up when you, when you mentioned Gamera, you were talking up like a Gamera movie that uh, came out, I guess, in 2006. I don't remember the title. Gamera the Brave. Gamera the Brave. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, that's that's that, that's a really good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
Are you not a fan of it, Jay? Uh, I saw that look I, on your face. I think it's terrible. I, I'd rather watch the, the, the Gamera I think the Gamera Trilogy is miles better than Gamera the Brave. And I just want to point out the chat right now. Uh, shout out to my buddy Takala, who I used to play football with. Nice to see you in here. Scribe Productions is screaming to the ends of the earth right now. He's saying, Mark, the anime trilogy. And All Paul right. Taggett's got some interesting choices. He says, Giver to Inframan oh. and to Ultraman to 54 Godzilla is his pick. Okay. All right. Picks. Now, I'm familiar with Ultraman. I used to watch that when I was a kid, but the rest of it, I'm not. I'm not too familiar with at all, so I definitely will check all that out. And Mark yeah. just subscribed to HBO Max, so he has access to the all the Showa movies. Sweet. So yeah, I, 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 also, I also want to mention, Mark, uh, uh, Mill Creek Entertainment is releasing the entire Ultraman series by, 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 by each show on Blu-ray. Uh, right, on. Right, right now, they, they, uh, they've, they've released uh, all the classic ones up to Ace, and they're also kind of going backwards with like the more modern Ultraman stuff, and uh, and and, uh, and 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 like for the past two years, it's been a, it's been a blast being an Ultraman fan. Like uh, uh, I, I I know we'll get to this. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about this particular film later. Yeah. But right. as as Godzilla versus Kong just keeps getting delayed, I just took that opportunity to like get okay. into Ultraman, and I'm loving what I'm seeing so far. Okay, so you just brought up Godzilla versus Kong, so. I'm so glad you did because this was something we almost talked about last week. And then Mark's like, no, 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 no. Save that for Titan Goji. Save that for Titan Goji. <laughs> and he's absolutely right. So, and we'll, we'll also get into the HBO Max thing. So, Godzilla vs. Kong is indeed coming. We haven't gotten a trailer yet. Um, You're hoping. Yeah, crossed. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so... Davis, go ahead. What do you got to say about Godzilla vs. Kong as far as leading up to the movie, how you feel about it coming out, and so on and so forth? I I, 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 I was definitely hyped when they announced that that, that, uh, that Godzilla and Kong would be doing uh, like doing a rematch. Uh, I mean, last time I thought it was 1962, and... and, and and, 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 and it seems like kaiju films like are uh, like are starting to like become like uh, even more mainstream than they were before. So, uh, so like now is definitely a better time for that legendary no pun intended rematch. <laughs> and, um, and 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 now I I I really I really uh, I really enjoyed Godzilla twenty fourteen when that came out. I loved Kong Skull Island. I liked King of the Monsters and. Um, <clears throat> And uh, I mean, I, I, I like on, on one hand, I can't help but be excited for Godzilla versus Kong. Like, I'm definitely gonna watch it day one when it's out. Yep, absolutely. Uh, 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 but like, where in know, the theater or on your TV screen? Both. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, Bo's commentary just said in the chat that I don't know how true this. He just said that uh, March 21st is the new release day. I don't know if he's referring to Godzilla vs Kong or what, but if that's if that's true, that's news to me. Because last I, we knew, it was May May twenty first. Yeah, I, I I think it might still be May twenty first. I I haven't heard anything I haven't heard anything about that March release date. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if they, if they if they did push it forward though, just because they maybe want to keep the HBO Max subscribers coming in. Well, uh, well, I uh, I I mean. I mean, I, I, I guess, I guess, I guess we'll we'll talk about the little little beef that's going on between Warner Brothers and Legendary at the moment. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but uh, but as I was saying, like as Godzilla vs Kong just uh, you know 
that kept getting delayed due to powers, you know, beyond our control. Right. Um, it, 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 like, like I did mention how uh, I saw it as an opportunity to like get into some other stuff. Like, you know, like I've, I've like I've been watching Ultraman, you know, just you know, just to kind of you know, like fill that hole in my chest. And it, and and, 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 and it's like as time goes on, like my excitement for the film, like, uh, like slowly just lowers yeah, uh, yeah. like like there like there has uh, like uh, like there, okay there, he corrected it is like may 21st okay he corrected yeah. it is uh, may okay. 21st okay oh uh, okay and, and 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 like and over the weekend there there has been like you know very like very small snippets of footage uh and, uh, 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 that came out during i mean i i, I forget what it was called but uh, but we saw like uh, but we saw like a shot of godzilla and a shot of kong and it didn't really phase me all that much, honestly. Uh, uh, like in, in my head, I'll say, "Him, okay, so it's still happening." Yeah, right. I mean, here's the thing, though. All the delays do worry me because this movie was being delayed before the pandemic even started. I'm sure yeah. the lukewarm. I'm not gonna say Godzilla: King of the Monsters was a flop, but it wasn't a sounding success either. I'm sure that may have cause them you know to think for a moment on top of that um for those who don't know i don't know the gentleman's name but the guy who did the special effects for that movie christopher robin which was like the most <laughs> worst special effects i've ever seen in my life did the special effects for godzilla versus kong so some of that worries me a little bit and uh not to name names but i have heard some of the leaks of the movie and i heard everything about the movie if it turns out to be true and i'm just like the I, movie I mean, I, doesn't I, sound like it's gonna be too. It doesn't sound like it's well put together, and knowing everything I know, if it's true, kind of killed my excitement a little bit. Uh, that's just me personally. I I I I, I, I feel that, and and me, me personally, I I, t I tend to take leaks with uh, with uh, with a grain of salt because sometimes mm -hmm. they're true, sometimes they're not. Yeah, well, the thing is, the same person that leaked uh, King of the Monsters, well. Surprise! It was all true. So that's why I'm like really, yeah. really leaning towards like okay. It's, and if you if you connect the dots and you look at the toys that you know that came out, it's all looking yeah, like man. you know. <laughs> so, but at, but I am very excited that I get to see in the comfort of my own home, and I'm gonna defend this decision real quick. Again, I kind of uh, I I met I mentioned you guys off camera, but. My father's got MS. He can't go to right. a movie theater. It's I, I've begged him to go to movies with me so many times, and he just doesn't have it in him to do it. So I actually, so for Godzilla vs. Kong, I get to bring over my HBO Max subscription, and I get to show my dad when it comes out. So right. that's the beauty of it is for people who are afraid to go to movie theaters, for people who make are capable of going or are too afraid to go and don't want to take the risk, you know what? I, I like, at the end of the day, I like this, this decision. I'm, I'm actually going to be watching Godzilla vs. Kong the moment it hits. Like, right at midnight. I'm going to watch it, like, right at midnight, and I'm going to call in sick. <laughs> that's good, man. I mean, that's, well, you probably that's, shouldn't that's announce that on YouTube, that you're going to call in sick. Well, it's, you're talking six months, down, six months down the road, you know, and I don't think any of my uh, coworkers are watching, so. <laughs> oh, have, have faith. They probably are all tuned in right now. <laughs> All right, well, let's look at some of these chats here. Uh, oh, Brian from Monstrosity is here. Says, Joe, so I'm related to stupid work getting in the way. 
Uh, Adam from Scry says, uh, no matter what anyone says, streaming Godzilla vs. K as well as other movies will net Warner Brothers way more money than just a theater release. I have numbers. Paul Tegas is Inferman. I disagree with that. Inferman is Shaw Brothers' attempt to do tokusatsu. And, yeah, uh, yeah. so, yeah, uh, great points everyone brings up here. Uh, cool. Mark, you say you disagree. Uh, I want to hear what your take is. Um, there really isn't... <laughs> There really isn't a whole lot of evidence to, to to show that you can really make the same kind of money streaming that you can in the in the box office. You know what I mean? Especially if they've like, what was the budget on this thing? One hundred fifty-five. Like, oh, one hundred fifty-five million, yep. right? Yeah. So, I mean, there really hasn't been, historically speaking, there really hasn't been. Uh, a movie that has gone to like a PVOD platform or a streaming platform that is that has been made for over thirty million dollars that has generated any type of a profit. So yeah. I could be wrong. I'm not an expert. I'm just a pundit. But just looking at the historical numbers, yeah, I just don't see that happening. Shout out to uh, Shay Smithers. Thank you for coming in here. He says I think there's a little bit of a chance more people will see Godzilla versus Kong than they did King of the Monsters, just to the fact that it will be Godzilla versus kong two of the most iconic monsters yeah i agree to that i mean i feel like i feel like um godzilla vs kong just the name alone uh should generate hopefully more than what king of the monsters did but i mean and uh, hopefully it gets better praise but you know we'll have to wait and see like i said everything i know about the movies kind of killed my excitement a little bit but hopefully i'm wrong hopefully i'll be caught by surprise maybe this movie turns out to be a hit and maybe this will be the big one of the biggest draws for hbo max moving forward uh, and uh, I'll, 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 I'll also go ahead and say that if, if the monster verse ends on Godzilla versus Kong, then so be it. Yeah. I mean, not, uh, I mean, not many film fri- uh, film franchises uh, nowadays can say that they've like made it to four. Four, movies. exactly. Yeah, we got four. four. Be happy. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and and in terms of like you, know, you have this like. You, you you have you have this giant thirty plus movie franchise. I uh, I I I I think for, or if we're gonna include the nineteen ninety eight Godzilla five American kaiju films like in that singular franchise, I I think that's enough. Like yeah. it's like it's it's good. It's yeah, it's a good run. You know, I mean, some people will say, well, you know, like you said, hey, they got four movies. You know, that's a pretty damn good run. You know. Oh yeah. Because look at Godzilla ninety eight, like. They had three movies planned, and oh, then the yeah. moment the box office results came in, like they scrapped it. So well, uh, well, uh, uh, well. I, I mean, Godzilla 1998 wasn't necessarily like a bomb when it uh, when it came out. It's just it wasn't received very yeah. well. Yeah, it wasn't pretty. Even I, like, I was in fifth grade when it came out, and I remember even I walked out of the theater like let down. Like, my the first thing that came <laughs> to my mind was, why did Godzilla run away from the from the airplanes? Like. It, like it bothered me that he was he was running away. Like I'm mean, like that's not what Godzilla does. <laughs> I yeah, mean, like, there's there's a lot more <laughs> problems with that movie, but that but as a kid, I was like, wait, Godzilla doesn't run away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and you, you 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 really got to look at 1998 as like its own like standard generic monster rampage film because that's basically what it is. And it was basically, <laughs> and they they definitely cut copied and pasted from Jurassic Park too. Yeah. Because you know there, uh, there, uh, there, there, there's that whole dinosaur craze going on in the '90s, so might right. as well capitalize on it by taking from Jurassic Park. Right. <laughs> so I guess we'll, we can gently segue uh, more into the HBO Max thing. So Legendary 
who did uh, produce 75% um, of the movie, but Warner Brothers has 100% of the distribution, distribution rights, and Legendary is losing their goddamn mind, and they are taking Warner Brothers to court. Uh, quick, my take on it. I think it's going to get thrown out of court before it even gets there. Oh, I really, I don't think Legendary has a leg to stand on when it comes to like, yeah. uh, suing, you know, the fact that this movie's not going to theaters. Well, I mean, it is, but not. I, I, I just think, um, I think Legendary is going to lose uh, this this court case. So, gentlemen, oh, what, yeah. do you, what do you guys got? Like, I'll also say mention that for those unaware, after Warner Brothers made the announcement that they're going to release their entire 2021 slate onto HBO Max, it was revealed that Legendary had like was not aware of this plan at all. Uh, no one and, was. And that, and that, yeah, like no, no one at all, and <laughs> and, 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 that, and that pretty much initiated like this, like this whole beef that's going on between Legendary and Warner Brothers. Yeah, so I'll, I'll jump in here too, and in addition to that, because I'd heard that same thing too. What I'd also heard is that um, that was sort of payback for Tenant. So, for anybody who hasn't heard about this. Uh, everybody thinks that Christopher Nolan wanted that that July date to be like a hard like that was his decision like for that to be a hard and fast date. He was totally open to moving the date, but he had a proviso in his contract that said this movie cannot be released within six weeks of another Warner Brothers movie. And so initially, they wanted Warner Brothers wanted to to move this wanted to move Tenet to December. But Dune was going to be in the way of that. And so Legendary was urging Warner Brothers to, to move Dune to 2021, which they were refusing to do at the time. And so it was Legendary's decision to keep the July date and, and everything and let the chips fall where they may. And so the word on the street is that Warner Brothers didn't let Legendary know about the decision as retaliation for having them lose all this money on Tenet. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, 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 it's a very, very interesting way to look at it. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot, there's a, there's a whole lot to unpack here. I mean, it's not just, you know, a beef between uh, HBO Max and Legendary. And I know a lot of people have been online and kind of the being saying, saying like, oh, it's just, you know, everybody's mad about, um, about the move itself. You know, like we're in a pandemic and what's HBO Max supposed to do? What's Warner Brothers supposed to do? I don't think anybody's particularly upset with the decision to do it. They wanted to be a part of the decision. And as Legendary is their primary financier in a lot of these movies, you would think that they would at least get a phone call or an email like, hey, this is what we're planning to do, because it actually affects their return on their on their investment. They're definitely not going to make any money on any of these movies now. And they've invested billions of dollars at this point. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't really that can't be understated. And, and it's the same, you know, the same goes for, you know, the directors involved who have, who have put their put their time and energy into these yep. movies, the there, actors involved. 
and there's a lot of like back-end deals like where the majority of the money that that these performers and these directors and the and, and producers the, the majority of the, mo of the money that they were planning to make off these movies were coming off of these trigger deals that were that were put in place by Warner Brothers. Well, now they're not going to hit those targets, you know, so they're not going to get, you know, 10% or 1% first dollar gross or half percent first dollar gross. It's not going to happen for them. Right. So so it's it, it's a little bit shady. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, you know, the they didn't say anything. They could, at the very least, they could have consulted everybody and said, "Look, we're in a pandemic. This is kind of, you know, we're going to lose money on these movies if we continue to hold on to them. This is what we that have too. to do." Yeah. Um. I'm no. Right. I just want to point out something in the chat here. So there's a there's a conversation going on between uh Paul and Brian in the chat right now, and they there's an interesting point here. Uh, Paul points out that The Irishman on Netflix was a hundred and fifty nine mm -hmm. million dollar budget. That is right. bigger than Godzilla versus Kong budget wise, and that was a hit on Netflix. So I'm just saying, there's <clears> maybe an opportunity there. Godzilla versus Kong could still make money on this platform. Right, but just that. because something was a hit on a streaming platform doesn't mean that the movie itself made money, and that's yeah. kind of the gray area. You know what I mean? Like I don't really know the the ratings on on The Irishman. Mm -hmm. I don't know too many details about that, but it's it's unlikely that you know because in, in order for a movie to be profitable in order for a movie to even break even um it has to make 1.5 of at what least it, at least three times the budget to make to make to be right a in order in order for it to be profitable it has to has to make about three times yeah well, another thing, but another thing and you're too. just not going to get that off of streaming and and again in defense of warner brothers and hbo max i just want to point out some people i'm not some people in chat may not know this, but I'm, I'm going to say it right here, right now, because I, you know, I'm using my platform to my advantage right now. When when a studio produces a movie, it's just like taking a loan out. So when you got like a movie that's got a 150 million dollar budget, well, guess what? Interest is going to accrue every day, every month. So when you have a movie that's sitting there being delayed and delayed and delayed, interest is accumulating for the studio. Right. And that's how the studio loses money. And then on top of that, they got to make more splash marketing and this, this, and that. So you know what? With a lot of these twenty these movies like Godzilla vs. Kong, which is postponed many times, Wonder Woman 84 was another one that was postponed several times. You can't just let these movies sit there because the studios are losing money because the interest keeps building up. So they had to right. say, fuck it. We're going to release these movies now. Cut our losses. And you know what? We'll try And this, you know, it's in the long... Okay, so listen. In the short term they're going to lose money because they're not going to get the kind of return that they would get in the theaters and stuff back when the theaters were in their heyday. But in the long run, this is great for HBO Max and Warner Brothers because it's going to make more subscribers and people are going to ride the, you know, the subscriber waves to watch these movies. So in the long, talking long-term success, this is a great move. It really is. Right. And I agree. I mean, it's, it's their only move at this point, but yeah. It is, you know, it, it all, you know, all things considered. I mean, this is probably the way to go, as opposed to just like kind of dumping like a movie or two, and then like risking, you know, people, you know, a large subscribership, and then those people sort of unsubscribe as soon as they've seen the movie. Mm -hmm. You know, if you if you you know time these just right so that that one comes out, another one comes out, another one comes out, people are going to tend to want to hold on to these memberships. Yeah, and. That you know, long term, this this could be a, a big win for them. And we had so we had some really, really huge backlash from uh, not just Legendary, but 
Patty Jenkins has been pretty vocal about it. James Gunn. Oh, yeah. Yeah. James Gunn is pissed. And then Christopher Nolan again. So those are like, they're, they're like really, really going at it right now. Now, Gal Gadot, now she's an extremely classy lady. Uh, we love you, Gal, by the way. And uh, we hope you join us on our Wonder Woman watch party on January 14th. We'd love to have you join us. Anywho. <laughs> so, um, but Gal Gadot, she's doing her thing. She's all, all over social media promoting Wonder Woman 84. Like, like there's no right. tomorrow, like kind of like how we promoted our show on social media. But right. Gal Gadot every day keeps posting about Wonder Woman 84, going to stream. Not so, but and she's doing she's doing her work. But like sure. Patty Jenkins, you know, she's upset. She's not she's not helping the cause. And James Gunn is extremely pissed off. He was caught off guard. Um, and of course, Christopher Nolan had his huge run in. So guys, so what are your take on them three directors on from their perspective? Uh, I, I mean, uh, uh, like, it, it, I, I definitely understand why they would be uh, pretty, like, pretty pissed off about it. Uh, like, it, like, uh, like, if, if I were to be making a movie that I will, uh, that I, 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 I've had, you know, the mindset of, okay, this, this, this is going to be in theaters, this is going to make huge money for us, and then just, and, and then just to hear that. Uh, I, I, I mean, I mean, my, I mean, my, 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 my heart would, uh, like, would sink, admittedly. Uh, but, uh, uh, but, uh, uh, but, but, like what Mark was saying earlier, like, uh, it, like, sure, movies can like be huge hits, uh, like on streaming, but there is that sort of like gray area, uh, like, like when, when, it, when it all comes down to it, uh, because no, no, like, no one's really like a hundred percent sure. As to like uh, how like how money uh, like will be made like off like off these movies uh, like once like once they're placed uh, on on streaming it, it's 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 a lot more easier to calculate uh, it like uh, it, like in a theater so uh, so so it's it's like it's 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 the gray area in the streaming part that's like the uncertainty here it it kind it, it kind of makes it, it, it like it it, it, it kind of makes things a little mysterious in a way right 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 and and, you know i think it's worth mentioning too that it kind of uh, you know opens the door to the elephant in the room which is you know piracy so the minute that this goes to hbo max it's going to be pirated i mean movies get pirated all the time but it's going to be that much easier for this film to be pirated you know these films to be pirated um, so, so you have that to to deal with as well. That's going to diminish um, subscriberships. That's going to diminish like paid viewing. Um, you know, so so there's that aspect of it. But going back to like the Patty Jenkins thing, um, you know, interestingly enough, she actually got like the the prescribed bonus that was in her trigger deal, which is another reason why a lot of other directors are upset. Yeah. They're not upset at Patty, but but basically, um, like, both she and Gal Gadot had these, um, these back-end deals in place that said, okay, we're, like, Warner Brothers was like, okay, we're going to give you each uh, 10, an additional 10 million if this movie hits a billion dollars. Right. So the decision was made to put this on HBO Max directly. We know it's not going to make a a billion dollars there. We just we know that. But they decided that, okay, well, we're going to 
we're going to give you the bonus as if it did make a billion. They didn't offer those types yeah, they didn't of deals. Have to do that. Any either. of the other right. right? They didn't have to do that. There's no one. There's nothing in their contracts that compel them to do that. But they didn't offer anything like that to any of the other. Um, filmmakers yeah. or any of the other actors. And these are all, you know, the, the movies that we're talking about are all big tentpole films, but nobody was, was offered the, you know, anything like that. And there's like a, there's a, there's, there's sort of a, an, an anger about that. Like, yeah. like, well, why do they get this thing? And you're not, you're not even going to let us know that this is happening. You know what I mean? So, so I just want people to understand that this isn't just like a bunch of people, a bunch of old like industry people that are just trying to buck the system and trying to buck innovation. That's yeah. not what's going on here. What's going on is that like you make a deal with somebody and you go to bed thinking that it's one thing and you wake up and it's something completely different and it's out of your control and you feel like you've been screwed over because the person that you're that you're dealing with is not on the up and up with you. They're yeah. not like being honest with you. And that's really what this is about. So Brian from Monstrosity made an interesting note here, and I was not aware of this. He said that Patty Jenkins just got an offer from Disney to, to direct a Star Wars movie in 2023. Yeah. Yeah. So she's already <laughs> jumping shit. <laughs> And I think you're gonna see. I think you're gonna see a lot of that. I mean, I think some of this will probably die down. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, like you know, studios make big mistakes. They make big blunders, and they and they kind of um, they kind of burn. Uh, they they burn large groups of people, right? Yeah. So right now, the 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 industry is going from calling them Warner Bros to former bros. Like that's kind of like the hashtag. So like, uh, you know, actors don't want to deal with them that's right funny. now. Directors, no agents, like no agencies want like their clients to do any upcoming projects with Warner Brothers because of this deal. But I think that eventually yeah. this will all get moved over. But that said, you're going to have like studios like Disney that are going to take advantage of this moment and yeah. swoop in and try and, and offer these other uh, filmmakers like big deals like that. I got two things to add to, to add to that. One is that um, if Wonder Woman, let's say Wonder Woman 84 has a successful like run here on HBO Max, you're right. Maybe things will calm down a little bit and say, hey, look at, look at the results that we got. And two, right. let's just say all these directors and actors, they all jump ship and whatever. You know what? Maybe this will give an opportunity for some lesser-known directors, people like Yoko Higuchi, to get an opportunity to work at Warner Brothers or some unknown actors and actresses who may not have gotten a shot. Maybe this will open the door for some, you know, up-and-coming actors and actresses and directors and stuff. You know, just just saying if that if that turns out to be, you know, if we get a lot of people, you know, making this shift over to, uh, you know, Mickey Mouse and his friends over there. I really hope Yoko is watching this. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Shout out. I mean, yeah, I, I wanted to compliment him. So, yeah, <laughs> I know you're, 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 you're friends with him. And I know Yoko is a big DC fan and Zack Snyder fan, too. So uh, I definitely share his passion when it comes to those movies and stuff. So, uh, nice. yeah, so shout out to Yoko Higuchi, for real. <laughs> so, so yeah, so so my take on that is that, yeah, that there's a possibility that that could happen. Mm -hmm. A lot of, of lesser-known directors – Maybe not the person that you named, but there are a lot of lesser-known yeah. directors that would 
like, you know, probably jump at the chance. But a lot like of Bruce them are Strangler. also part of <laughs> but a lot of them are also part of the director's guild. Yeah. And the director's guild is talking about like like a a, a guild wide boycott of Warner Brothers films. So if that happens, they're not going to be able to use any any of any directors that are inside that guild. And a, a lot of your like quality directors are part of that. In addition to that, like you have a lot of Warner Brothers films that are currently in production with directors that are within the guild. Mm -hmm. So if that so if that boycott happens, no Matt Reeves Batman, that's that's one that's going to be in the middle of production. Matt Reeves Batman was moved to 2022. So that's far far enough. It's not part of this deal. It was all the 2021 moves and and one Wonder Woman 84. Well, that that aside, you could have directors that are part of the guild that are nowhere near Warner Brothers, but if they're part of the, but if they're part of the director's guild, the director's guild, the, the president of the director's guild can, can, can create an edict and just basically be like, we're not dealing with any Warner Brothers stuff. Yeah. And so anybody that's part of the guild can't accept any offers from Warner Brothers. Yeah. And if like, you know, and, and if uh, any of the other guilds like SAG or IATSE or the Writers Guild or any, if any of them start to jump in, which is, po- which is entirely possible, then you're really talking about like, you know, uh, a disastrous situation for Warner Brothers where they yeah. really aren't gonna be able to get any, any uh, any any films made with any like you anybody that's involved with any of these unions yeah yeah we'll have to wait and see here so all right so i'm looking at the the clock right now i figured uh we've been promoting this show for so long and what was the thing we were promoting and by the way i'm in my you know festive little mode right now and uh First and foremost, before we get to our rage, I debate, thought that was your hair this whole time. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, it's my it's my uh, black Santa hair. <laughs> I just want to show off my sweater to everybody. I this is my favorite Christmas movie. It says uh, "Merry Christmas, you filthy animal." Um, <laughs> Home Alone is my favorite Christmas movie of all time, and I'll take that to my grave. So, gentlemen, please. Please, pretty, please, pretty, please, share your favorite uh, Christmas movie of all, and, of all time, and why is it not better than Home Alone? Go ahead, whoever wants to go first. <laughs> Davis, you go first. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so my favorite Christmas movie is Jingle All the Way, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. I love Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, you, I mean, got, got, uh, you, you got, you got to love Arnold, and uh, you know, I, 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 I really like how it's, it, like it, it's, it's the type of movie you would not expect to see him in, yet he pulls it off so well, <laughs> and, 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 and actually serves as like a precursor to some of his, you know, future movies like Maggie. It's some, it's something you totally wouldn't expect from Arnold, yet yeah. he pulls it off incredibly well. Like he, Arnold's got range, and um, <clears throat> or wait, uh, wait, uh, are, 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 are we doing Rage in the Cage right now or what? Yeah, we're about yeah, to take it to the cage. We're about yeah, to take it to the cage. Show. So, uh, Mark, is, 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 is there like some sort of like? Yeah, we're, I got. There, there's a, there's a segue. That's okay. There's a segue to the cage. So, uh, Mark, name <laughs> your favorite Christmas movie, and why is it not better than Home Alone? <laughs> okay, so so I, right off the bat, like I'm just gonna say, like I don't really watch Christmas movies. I'm not a big fan oh. of like that. We got a Grinch all. in the house. <laughs> 
Yeah, so I'm a Grinch. <laughs> like, I don't really, I celebrate Christmas. And I'm all about like the, the Christmas season. But as far as Christmas movies go, I don't really go with Christmas movies. That said, I am a huge fan of Tim Burton. I'm a huge okay. fan of animation. I'm a huge fan of all things dark and macabre. So I'm going to go with Nightmare Before Christmas. That being <laughs> said, gentlemen, let's take it to the cage right now. Let's go. Okay, ladies and gents, it's time for Rage in the Cage. Finish him. So strap in and join the fight in the comments below. Pick a side, Team Mark or Team Jay. Who will it be? Rage in the cage, baby. Team J repping Home Alone. Team Titan Goji repping Jingle all the way. And Team Mark with Nightmare Before Christmas. All right, here we go, here we go. Oh my goodness gracious, that's just, I've been anticipating this for a long time. So Titan Goji being our guest here, and you're right in the middle of the cage right now. Make your case why the best Christmas movie of all time is Jingle all the way. Okay, so the best Christmas movies are the ones about family. Sorry. And in Jingle All the Way, you uh, you, you, you have Arnold you know, play, uh, uh, playing you know a businessman named Howard, and he's you know he he's he's ha he's having a bit of a tough relationship with you know his family, like mainly mainly his son Jamie. And now and, and now uh, now sure, like it, it is it is understandable why Jamie. You know, would have like this disconnect with his father. I mean, he's he, he's you know he's always busy, uh, never shows up to karate class or or anything of the matter. And uh, and and also and also, uh, and also lets uh, uh, lets his lets his wife Liz down a bit. So uh, uh, and and it's 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 really it's really one of those movies where, I mean, you like it's it's like it's like it's like you 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 really get like a good uh, like good sense of like what's you know uh, you know what's like what's at stake here like I, I i mean you know like like we all make mistakes uh we i mean we've all uh let people down one way or another and you know we i mean and, and we all tend to promise ourselves that it's never going to happen again but alas you know it's sometimes it just ends up keep it, it just keeps happening but i mean it's you know it's 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 all part of life and you know of course in the end arnold does end up you know uh uh, you know, uh, making uh, like re rebuilding that good connection with his son and his, and his wife by by being Turbo Man at the end. You know, and you know, just you know, you know him like being Turbo Man at the end. It's uh, I kind of find it pretty symbolic because you know uh, because everyone's got their favorite superhero and Turbo Man was a superhero Jamie looked up to, and 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 in a similar way we also tend to look up to our parents as if you know, they're like these almighty superheroes uh, um, as well. But the movie makes it very clear that Howard is, isn't really like that. And, and just, and just, just to kind of see Howard take on that persona at the end of the film is really heartwarming and, and just, and just really touching. It's also a movie 
that, you know, with me being a young adult, uh, I'm, I'm a junior in college right now. It, it, it really makes me think, uh, like, what, like, what example do I want to set for my children in the future? Like, what, like, what, like, what, what kind of father do I want to be? How can I, like, what can I do to maintain, you know, that, you know, that, you know, that, that great family dynamic, do everything in my, in my power just to not let it fall apart. So, so I guess what I'm trying to say is that Jingle All the Way is a movie that absolutely anyone can relate to. Wow, you know what? You just you just spun a whole new per- perception of that movie. I've never heard from anybody. Yeah, right. <laughs> so that's a pretty damn good argument. Um, Mark, make your argument. <laughs> All right, so. So yeah, so I I will concur. Like that was a great argument, and I am a fan of both of those movies, right? So I, I really like Jingle All the Way, and uh, you know we had a we had a, our retrospective on Home Alone, that three part series oh, that, that was, was super so fun. fun to do, and uh, yeah, so I, yeah, so I'm a fan of both of those movies. But as far as like the movie that I've picked, unlike the other two movies, the star of Nightmare Before Christmas is Christmas itself, right? So you have the main character, Jack Skellington, who runs Halloween Town, and everybody reveres him for how he can strike fear into the hearts of little kids. He accidentally finds himself in Christmas Town and falls in love with it falls in love with the idea of Christmas, of happiness, of joy. There's, a, you know, this, this amazing song that he sings when he sees snow for the first time, which makes me think about the time, the, you know, when I was seeing snow for the first time as a little kid. You know what I mean? Like, there's all these little, little moments that really are, are definitive Christmas moments that are brought up in, in, a, in a new and exciting way that is, that is juxtaposed by this character that is incredibly macabre, like an actual, a group of characters that are macabre that are trying their best to recreate this holiday that they don't even understand. You know, like there's there's the the scene in, you know, where Jack calls a meeting and he's trying to explain to them what a present is. Like, oh, you have this box. Oh, do you put shrunken heads in it? You know, like, you know, you put a stocking on the wall. Does the foot stay attached? Like, you know, they don't get like what makes Christmas special, but they're all in on the idea of doing it. And, mm-hmm. and, and the, this sense of community that comes out of them trying to recreate that, you know? And even in the moment where Jack feels that he's failed, he's actually won because the point of him even doing it is to create the joy of Christmas itself. And so to me, that is a, like the hallmark of a Christmas movie. <laughs> and that's why I think it's the best one. Wow, dude, I was not, I underestimated Mark tonight. I, I thought he was, was going to be like, like going to fall into my trap. So before I get to why Home Alone is the best of all time, let's go to the chat right now. You guys are amazing. Look at that. Uh, uh, so uh, Brian agrees with you, Mark. Uh, Shea Smithers says, give me a Christmas story. That's one oh, that everyone yeah. scribes with me. One. Adam's with me. He gets it. He's in his 30s. He gets it. He says Home Alone. Um, Cindy, of course, the lovely Cindy Lou Withers is going to say Team Mark. 
Uh, she's she's doing good by you. <laughs> and then uh, we got some. Uh, let's see. Cat says. Cat uh, F says Christmas story is. Uh, Paul Tackett says the Star Wars holiday. <laughs> you guys oh are crazy, dude. Uh, I mean, you can't you can't shade you can't shade Star Wars holiday special a hundred percent because it introduced us to Boba Fett. So you yes, gotta give I was it just about least, to say that. Yeah, you gotta Shay, at least give it respect for that. Shay Smithers uh, also says uh, die, um, uh, die Hard and Gremlins. Those are good ones. Like, my gosh. And uh, and uh, Fall on Gaming, our moderator, says the Santa Claus. <laughs> you guys are amazing. This is why we love doing Rage of Cages, because we want to hear what you guys <laughs> think. But listen, Home Alone is undoubtedly the greatest Christmas movie of all time. And you want to know something, Mark? You unknowingly didn't realize that this whole time, this Home Alone surge that we're seeing all over the place, Mark, you played a big role in that. You did that retrospective with us, and we kept getting all these messages from everybody across the world saying, oh, my God, that was a great look back you did. I'm going to go buy Home Alone right now, and oh, my God. Awesome. So, like, Mark unknowingly just, just was part of this Home Alone Surgeons that's been happening this past month because of their case live <laughs> and i didn't even want to do it remember like we were like talking about like yeah we got to do a home alone look back i was like home alone what like no i don't want to do that and you unknowingly <laughs> so much fun fresh in people's minds and, and you know what yes home alone is the here's why because it's about family okay you know, you got right. this li- li- little Kevin McAllister just like, I want my family to disappear. And then he's like home alone. And he's having a good time and this, this, and that. But then he, at the end, he misses his family. And, of course, we have the two of the most iconic Christmas characters of all time. I'm talking about the Wet Bandits. <laughs> I mean, come on now. The Wet Bandits are, are a huge role in that movie. And the goddamn Uncle Frank and that crazy family buzz and all that. And, of course, you guys are forgetting... The one-liners, okay? I know, Titan Goji, I know you got the, put the cookie down, oh, now! No, no, no. <laughs> but the one-liners at Home Alone stand to the test of time. You know, Buzz, your girlfriend, Wolf, Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Like, yes, yeah, Home Alone Christmas is like the most spirit. quotable Christmas movie. <laughs> and again, it's, 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 it's a time capsule. You know what? We did a 30th anniversary look back. Want to know something? 50 years from now, another 20 years from now, whatever, 100 years from now, people are going to look back at this movie. Home Alone is going to stand the test of time more so than any, more so than A Wonderful Life, more, more than Scrooge. Yes, I said it. Home Alone is going to stand the test of time forever. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you really feel about the movie. <laughs> I came here to win, baby. So, so yo, so that's so... Round two, round two. Titan Goji, come on, counterpunch us. What do you got? Okay, so I I, 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 I just want to say that uh, Jingle All the Way is is a film that actually aged better uh, as, uh, as as time went on. No, because uh, 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 because uh, 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 because that movie is uh, not only is about family, it's also about consumer culture. Now <laughs> nowadays, consumer culture it's everywhere like uh, 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 like uh, now and uh, being like a product of the 90s you have like marvel characters plastered like plastered all over the place now you see marvel characters plastered all over the place and now uh, uh, and now everyone everyone's trying to get like the hot new thing and in jing all the ways case 
it's Turbo Man. Everyone wants a fucking Turbo Man. Like how this this year, everyone wants a PlayStation Five or an Xbox One Series X X whatever it's called, <laughs> Triple X. <laughs> so, uh, so so yeah, and and <clears throat> yeah, I and and and, and, and again, you know, and and and, 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 and also going back to the whole theme of family, trying like with Arnold trying to like reestablish this you know connection with his family you know him being busy all the time he's like he like he's completely out of the loop on like this turbo man character like this like like the turbo man show the characters and all that like he he doesn't know a thing about it until like his son jamie straight up says i want the turbo man action figure with the uh, with, with little little rockets the jetpack and little voice box where he says it's turbo time <laughs> and, and 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 like and then, and then, and then later, when uh, when when Arnold's, when Arnold's wife asks him if he if, if he got the Turbo Man doll, like, you know, he didn't get that doll, and he's like, oh, I forgot the Turbo <laughs> Man doll, of course. <laughs> and then, and, 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 so, and so, so he pretty much lies about getting it, and then she's like, good, because they're probably like super hard to to find now. And then, that's when the when the ball gets rolling. Okay, okay, very <laughs> very compelling. Fatality. So, Mark, come on. Where's your counterpunch at? So, yeah, defense rests, man. Like, I, everything that I everything that I think is great about Nightmare Before Christmas, I said in the first round. I think that the star of the movie is Christmas. Uh, it helps us to take a look at the things that we love about Christmas, the, the, from the traditions to the feeling to the excitement that we have for it, um, even just breaking down like each moment, each each little uh, each little iteration uh, of of what you know what each of us like has as far as like Christmas traditions and things like that, and our own understanding of it, our own, our own love for Santa, like you know what I mean. So yeah, that's that's really all I have to say about it, man. I don't really have anything e- extra to add. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna close with this. All right, I, I'm just gonna deliver the KO punches right now. All right, jingle all the way. Okay, great. It's a nice, it's, it's a nice little Christmas movie. But you know what? It's a movie about Arnold getting cucked by his neighbor. But he doesn't <laughs> get cucked though. <laughs> Mark, let me tell you something. Nightmare Before Christmas is not even Tim Burton's best Christmas movie. Batman Returns is Tim Burton's best Christmas movie. So, well, see, that's that's a, that's an argument that you know we had last <laughs> week. I don't that it's a Christmas movie because you can take the Christmas element out of it and it's still like a badass Batman movie. Yeah, I think that Christmas needs to be at the forefront for it to be considered a Christmas movie. And I just feel that a Nightmare Before Christmas feels more of a Halloween movie than Christmas. That that's all. That's all because I, I, I think the difference. I think the difference there is that the whole point of Nightmare Before Christmas is that you're trying to make Christmas happen. So if you're if you if you take the Christmas element out of it, it it's just a normal day for Jack Skellington. It's not a movie. But like if you took like a movie like Batman Returns or Bridget Jones's Diary, and you just mm-hmm. set that at any other time of the year, well, you still have a movie there. Yeah. And that's kind of what I'm saying is the difference. Now with Home Alone, I, I can consider that a Christmas movie. Because it is a Christmas movie, and it's the Old best Man one. Marley, Team J all the way. 
is trying to get his family, he's trying to reconcile with his family for Christmas. And that's the whole point of the side story. And I can definitely respect that. You know what I mean? I, and for me, I do get those Christmas feels because it has all the hallmarks of Christmas. Mm -hmm. It has snow, tree, uh, fake Santa, has all that good stuff in it. So so in that, in that uh, respect, Home Alone is definitely a Christmas movie. Batman Returns, no, definitely not. <laughs> Well, yeah, Home Alone's the best because you know what? It's just, it's just everything's there. It's about family. There's the slapstick. It's just, it's an enjoyable overall movie. And I just feel like you can't have Christmas without Home Alone, especially in the past 30 years. It's, just, it's grown into like pop culture everywhere. That's why I got the sweater on. That's why, like, you know, people like demand, like people have been demanding this movie more and more. My best friend, Ryan Baker, if you're here, he just showed it to his kids. And they're like five, and like they they loved, they fell in love with it. Like this is gonna stand the test of time. And like I said, with all the the, it, it's a complete movie. It's got a great score, a great build up. Uh, Coken like is miles above any child actor that ever walked the earth. Like the movie's got everything, and it's just you know, and the one liners. I mean, what what more, what hasn't been said already? If you guys want to go really 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 deep into Home Alone. Watch our 30th anniversary look back. Sorry, shameful plug right there. And let me tell you something. Yes, John Candy is Satan. And yes, <laughs> the old man Marley was Jesus Christ. So you know what? If people want to take it that far, it's it, it's got some of the religious elements in there. But but the more importantly, it doesn't matter what religion you come from. Everyone can relate to this movie. At the end of the day, it's about family. Family is more important than, than presence at the end of the day. Even though the McAllisters have everything, it seems. I wonder how they got all that money. Cough, cough, he's a, a mobster. Anyway, anyway, it's Christmas so is I not... I have an answer for that. I have an answer for that. Like, so I actually rewatched it yeah. the other day. And so it's not like, remember we brought up one of the points was like, oh, well, how are they able to afford this trip to Paris and they're flying first class and then they're able to fly back and there's no big deal. Well, the reason is because um, Kevin's dad didn't pay for the trip. His brother who lives in Paris paid for it. So what is his brother? Maybe his brother's a mob boss or a drug Yeah, that's, maybe that's what I'm saying. Maybe he's getting all the drugs shipped yeah. from Paris across the ocean and, and eventually maybe. he goes into Chicago. Anyway, yes, but that's a good one. But anyway, finally, everyone, listen, everybody, I, I want to know what your Christmas movie is, but between these three movies, come on, yeah, go Team J all the way. Team J all the way. Let's go. That is my closing argument. So, yes, there you have it. That's all I got. And uh, Titan, come on. G give your closing argument. You know, I didn't even mention Sinbad. Sinbad oh, yeah. Sinbad is funny in that movie. I also really like how he, uh, how, how, he, how he pretty much plays like a worse version of uh, of Arnold's portrayal of Howard. Like, like he, like he, he's, 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 he's very, very bitter. You can tell like, he does not get, uh, get along well with anyone. He thinks, you know, like uh, Christmas is like a huge like scam uh, because you know capitalism and, and whatnot. And, uh, and, and 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 deep down, they both really want to get this Turbo Man doll. And. and and, 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 it make, and it makes for some pretty, pretty, uh, 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 like pretty hilarious moments. Uh, uh, one that comes to mind 
is when it is, is when there's that radio station that um, it, that says if you can name all of Santa's reindeer, then and you, you you can get a free Turbo Man doll. <laughs> And then, and, and then it's like a mad dash to this radio station. They're, tr- they're, they're tr- trying to get that goddamn Turbo Man. And then, and then out of nowhere, Sinbad comes comes with this package. Package. He says that it's a bomb. <laughs> like he's he's doing everything he can just for that Turbo Man, which also pretty much plays into the whole consumer culture aspect of the film. Everyone's willing to shell out all of this stuff just for just one measly little thing and then it turns out to actually be a bomb and it also makes for, uh, for some for, like uh, for some for some pretty like uh, pretty funny quotes in that movie uh, like uh, like, uh, like after the bomb goes off uh, Sinbad's all really was a bomb this is a, this is a sick world full of sick people <laughs> and, 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 and speaking, of, speaking of quotable lines uh, we did mention the put that cookie down now <laughs> um, uh, there's uh, other, uh, there's also where's your Christmas spirit when uh, when, when the store workers are, are laughing at Arnold uh, because he's trying to find the Turbo Man doll they're all laughing at him because oh I mean there, there's no way you can get that and, and, and then, then, there, then there's Paul White, the Big Show, all all, all dressed up as Santa, and and, and he's all. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Can I point something out real quick before we get to Mark's closing argument? I want to point out a quick fun fact there: the fact that Jingle All the Way has got two major Simpsons characters, Phil Hartman, the cuck neighbor there. Uh, that is um, Troy McClure. Hey, this is Troy McClure. In <laughs> and then you ready for this one? I don't know if anyone knew this. The scene in uh, Jingle All the Way where that one lady who kind of hit on Arnold and she, he, she gives him the toy and it turned out to be like the pink guy or whatever. Um, you know what I'm talking oh, about? Booster, yeah. You know who that lady was? <laughs> uh, it, it, was it, it was it was a voice actress for Bart Simpson. Correct? No, Lisa. Or, oh, okay. That was Lisa All Simpson. Right. Okay. I just, right. just want to point I, that I, I out. That's just some fun <laughs> facts there. So, uh, so Mark, uh, come on. One last closing argument, Mark. Come on, get... Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I'm, I'm not a Christmas guy, so like, I don't really have Grinch. like much of a closing argument. Grinch. Like, I'll just, you know what I mean? Like, I'll just say that um, the reason why I wouldn't pick Home Alone is because you kind of have to be like a little kid to watch it the first time to what have you, the what, what are you saying, Mark? <laughs> well, the same thing that I said in 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 our podcast. Which is like <laughs> most people that like love Home Alone saw it when they were little. Like I, yeah, I was, 19, so? I was so? nineteen when it came out. So while I recognize that it's a good Christmas movie, I don't love it because I wasn't little and couldn't connect with Kevin McAllister the way that a fifth grader could. So like yeah. that's what I'm saying is like that is not a movie that necessarily has something for everybody. And um Wrong. like yeah, well. It, how would you know <laughs> how would you know because like you were what how old were you when you saw it four four i was 19 so this is what i'm saying like i don't i don't think that that's correct so that's all i'm saying that's good that's what i'm gonna close out. but i will say this i need i need to mention an, an honorable mention right so yeah i got um, one too i got one too go ahead all right so i have an honorable mention my honorable mention is a movie called rise of the guardians it's an animated film i actually really love this film that's because 
it's for anybody who hasn't seen it it's basically the justice league but with like all um childhood characters so you have santa claus you have the easter bunny you have oh. jack frost sandman the tooth fairy and they're all like basically superheroes and you know they're fighting it's like the super best common... friends on south park almost. essentially yeah it's <laughs> essentially that so and they're basically like they're they're fighting like they're fighting this super villain who <laughs> who wants to basically spread fear throughout the land and make make it so that children don't believe in any of these characters it's not necessarily a christmas movie i don't know if i would call it a christmas movie but christmas is a big part of it it's yeah. a big part of the forefront it takes place there jack frost who is like a winter character is like the main character and it's about his it's basically his origin story as a guardian and so so yeah i kind of like that movie better than than the three that we mentioned but i wanted to pick a movie that was definitively christmas and that's why i picked okay. the one that i Yo, uh, Davis, do you have a uh, honorable mention? Um, Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, that, uh, though that's, I mean, that's that's really more for last week's uh, Rage in the Cage. And uh, <laughs> while 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 Eyes Wide Shut technically is a Christmas movie, uh, I mean, you can make the argument that it is. Okay. It's not really a Christmas movie, so I mean that's I mean that, that that's just my honorable mention. Okay, I have one honorable mention. Uh, and we'll get out of the cage. Okay, so Final One Gaming, if you're still in here, we saw this movie together a few years ago. But what another movie that I've made it mandatory viewing for me personally in the last few years, and I fell in love with this movie because it made me laugh so hard, and it still does, is a movie called The Night Before with Seth Rogen. Um, uh, who's the who's there that plays Falcon there? Um, uh, Mackenzie. Um, uh, uh, oh. Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie. Yeah. Anthony Mackie okay. and uh, jo and uh, Joseph Gordon uh, Levitt. Great movie about three childhood friends who go out and party and get high before Christmas. Uh, that's just basically it in a nutshell. Oh yeah, and and uh, Michael Shannon is in it as a drug dealer. Like, oh, nice. <laughs> you guys have got to watch that movie. I've kind of made it like again. It's like been a tradition for me for the last few years. Hold on, let me go grab it. It's Right here. Uh, if anyone can uh, see that, this movie is. We can only see the bottom. Pull it, pull it out. Just well, a little I'm bit saying more. the chat, the chat can see it, but if I load that on you guys, you can see it right here. Um, but yeah, it's a fantastic, it's a fantastic Christmas movie for adults only. Let me repeat that for adults only. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, if you want, you know, celebrate Christmas the way I do by watching Home Alone during the daytime and watch the night before at night. That's that's Christmas right there, baby. <laughs> oh, all right. That was awesome. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> let's get out of the cage and let's open up the floor for a little bit. All what right. do you say, guys? Yeah, that's good. Whoop. Oh, that was a great cage match. I uh, I don't know how much I made the uh, sexual tyrannosaurs bleed like I said I would, but I, I feel like I put a few I feel like I put a few dents in there. I feel I feel like I feel like you might have won that round actually. If, I, if I'm being if I'm being straight with you, like I, I I actually you were you were bringing me over. I was like, hmm, Home Alone kind of is. No. Yeah, I, I, I'm just that charming. I have that effect on people. Yeah, so. yeah. I think it was the hat. I think it was the hat. It was very yeah. distracting. I was like, when did Jay change his hair, man? Like I thought that was. Like, <laughs> 
<laughs> all right so guys let's let's open up the floor for a little bit here um before we end the show here so if you guys have any questions you want to ask titan goji for or guys you have hey look at that my mother's here <laughs> she's like christmas carol <laughs> well hello yeah. uh hello uh, mama saint g nice to see you in here i haven't seen her here in a while all awesome. right sorry i'm just looking uh, at the chat right now no, 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 no. Uh, so, uh, Titan, what do you got, man? What, do you, what do you, is there anything you want to uh, just open up the floor a little bit? Um, how, how, how about all this news, uh, you know, surrounding, uh, you know, the upcoming third MCU Spider-Man movie? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I totally, we totally forgot. To, we got we got so into it with that with that HBO Max, and we told, that totally like slipped our mind here, or at least slipped my mind anyway. So, yeah, like, yeah like, like very recently, Alfred Molina is confirmed to be coming back as Doc Ock, mm -hmm. right? And and then and, and then there there has been you know uh, talks of you know Jamie Fox returning as Electro. I mean uh, I can't remember if it's if that was confirmed, but uh, uh, but apparently he has been talking about it. Yeah. So you know, I don't. Yeah, I'm like you. Like I've I have not read where it's definitive that he's coming back as Electro. And the interview that I read with him, and this has been a while back, so maybe some things have changed, but the interview that I read with him where, they asked, where he was asked specifically about it, his only response was, let's just say that I won't be blue this time. So I don't know what that means. Like, yeah. does that mean that he's gonna be a different version of Electro, or does that mean he's playing, he's gonna be in the movie, but he's not playing Electro? Yeah, like, so like, that's, yeah that, 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 that could honestly mean anything. Right, right. And again, that was, I don't know, when I read that was like maybe six weeks ago, eight weeks ago. So a lot of things may have changed and maybe there, maybe that news has been defined, but I haven't seen it anywhere where it's like, yeah, he's for sure a lock in playing Electro. Yeah, and, 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 and apparently Tommy McGuire has, has purportedly been spotted uh, 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 costume fitting is right. what people are saying. It's the use of costume that uh, that, uh, that that makes it pretty interesting because mm -hmm. uh, because there are rumors that not only him but also Andrew Garfield and Kirsten Dunst are right. uh, are going to be in this upcoming Spider-Man movie, returning as you know their respective Spider-Man and Mary Jane Watson. Right. I, right. Honestly, I think this is just them trying to find like a fast way to the uh, city of six. Sinister Six? So you mean? Sinister Six? Sinister Six. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? Sinister Six. Sinister like, six. what? Yeah. Sidious? Yeah, yeah, no. Sinister Six. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. I mean, every nerd's ready to assassinate <laughs> me now. Yeah, no. I think it's Sinister Six. I mean, they got, they pretty much have all of them, like, lined up for, or at least, you know, I mean, if you want to count um, Hall's character, but I feel like they got, like, they got them all there. So. Oh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, oh yeah, and and there's also rumors uh, that Charlie Cox is returning as Daredevil for the movie. I'd heard that too, but if you look at the source, it's from like a like a small like movie news website. That... Oh, it's it, it's 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 we got this covered, isn't it? Yeah. Well, no, well, it wasn't, we got to, Yeah, I would I would dismiss uh, it out of hand if it okay. was them. It was like Murphy's something. I'm not. I don't remember the name of it. But um, but if it's like it's a small um new movie news website that is like hit or miss with their with their um scoops and stuff like that. So I'm not saying that, that it's not true, but um until like I see that in like Deadline or like The Verge or something like that, Vanity yeah. Fair. Like if if it comes out in like a bigger 
outlet, then then I'll kind of believe it. Which I feel like, you know, maybe in a week or two, that probably will happen. Yeah, because uh, I mean, I absolutely love uh, the uh, the Netflix Daredevil series, and and, yeah. and when when I saw that pop up in, in my Twitter feed, I was like. God, don't 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 play with me like this. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd like to see them bring in Kingpin because I feel like you can't have a Sinister oh, yeah. Six without Kingpin. And oh, I, mean, wanna, I wanna see I wanna see I know Kingpin's more of a daredevil villain, but Spider Man's mm. gone against Kingpin, so Oh yeah. I I, and, I, I and... hope I mean I do have some concerns. Like it sounds like there's gonna be a lot that they're cramming into this movie. That's my worry. It's yeah. like, my worry is that it's like I don't know if, if anybody if any of you have seen uh, the crisis on infinite earths that CW did, um, this past, this past season, like they did, a a, a a series of leaks exactly like this, where they were like, Tom Welling is coming back as Clark Kent and, uh, Kevin Conroy is going to play a live action Batman and Brandon Routh is coming back as Superman. And, you know, Burt Ward is coming back as Robin. It was like every few days there was like a leak like that where it was like whoa they're doing this massive like multiverse thing it's going to be amazing and you it it raised your expectations but then when you saw it it was like a mess and all of these appearances were very short they served no narrative purpose for the story they were just like appearances like hey i'm burt ward remember me from the 60s batman like it was like kind of like that they were just like these two second appearances so my worry is that we're hearing these announcements and we're creating this big expectation for like a spider verse where it might just be like just little cameos here and there where they they're just there for sort of uh, fan service where we're not really going to get like a real story attached. I'm not saying that yeah. that's definitely what's going to happen, but I kind of have scars from watching the, that crisis thing. And that's what I feel. That's where I feel like it's headed. Hey, just real quick. Shout out to the chat here. Ian Lewis. Thank you for coming in. Appreciate it. Ian, what's going on, man? That's, that's my, that's my homie from Miami. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Uh, I, 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 I just want Shinji Toto to come back as Japanese Spider-Man. Oh, man. <laughs> well, that was that was something that I brought up to a friend of mine. Like, I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday about, like, the whole, like, the prospect of, like, having the three Spider-Men. And I was like, well, they're, they really couldn't call it a multiverse unless you brought in, like, the Japanese Spider-Man, unless you yes. brought in Nicholas <laughs> Hammond from the 70s Spider-Man TV show. Oh, yeah. You know, like, you got to bring in all of them, like Morgan Freeman from, like, when he's played Spider-Man on The Electric Company. Like, yes. <laughs> like you got you to bring them all in, you know? Like, so, not that they're going to do that, you know what I mean? But I would I would actually be intrigued if they tried something like that. Bring in Lou Ferrigno as, like, the 70s Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, or actually, is, is he still doing, uh, wait, did he still do motion capture for the Hulk in Endgame, or...? In in which one? Uh, in Endgame. Endgame. I I I know I know they actually brought Lou Ferrigno to do the motion capture for the Hulk. Uh, and I, I was wondering if he if he was still him in Endgame. I don't know. I all this time I kind of thought it was um, Ruffalo. Uh, 
plays Banner? Like who? Uh, well, uh, well, uh, Ruffalo. I mean, yeah, I always thought it was I mean, Ruffalo. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like they, uh, like, uh, they have, they have Mark Ruffalo's like face for, like, for the facial right. movements and whatnot. Yeah. It's just for like the model. They have Lou Ferrigno in like this little contraption. Thing. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense if that if that's what they did. Yeah, hopefully that's the that's now, the case. Doctor Strange is coming out. Doctor Strange Two: The Multiverse of Matt. That's coming out before Spider Man Three, right? Yes, I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because um, because yeah, because I'm because I was saying that Sam Raimi's doing that one too, or is he? That's right. Yeah. He 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 is yeah. he is directing it. So I'm yeah. I think we're gonna get shades of like, Spider. This is gonna lead up to Spider Man. That's just my prediction. And um, Mark, can you just talk about what we talked about a few a uh, few months ago? Um, your your theory on Tom Holland. You, you talked about it with here with Dion. Uh. About how you think that Tom Holland's not the true, like the true Spider-Man? Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, Davis, this Davis is, you gotta hear this. This is my wacky. This is my wacky fan theory. So, right. um, I'm, I'm a, as you can see from the stuff behind me, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. I, I grew up reading comics and cartoons and all that stuff. So, so Tom Holland a, is actually Ben Riley. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> that is what I was getting at. So, okay, all right. <laughs> and, and, and I have and, and I have like some some reasons behind my theory, right? The first one being that in Civil War, when uh, Tom Holland Spider Man is first introduced, when he's like talking to Tony Stark, and Tony Stark's like, "Well, why are you doing this?" He, when he's like explaining like his origin, like he's he says, "Whatever when whatever happened to me happened." instead of saying, oh, when the spider bit me. So it like kind of implies that he doesn't know how he got his powers. Mm-hmm. He's just like, well, wh- when whatever happened, happened, this is, this is what I decided to do. You know what I mean? There's no mention of Uncle Ben in the entire trilogy. It's like he never, it's like he never existed. There's just him and Aunt May. Like they never bring him up. There's never like this sense of responsibility because of what happened to Uncle Ben. And it's almost like they're trying, I mean, and the, the simple, the simple explanation is that, yeah, like they just decided to do a version of Spider-Man that where Uncle Ben never existed. But what if this isn't actually Peter Parker? And what if like this version of Aunt May isn't the real Aunt May and they only have composites of these characters? It would, it would explain why, um, why he doesn't really know that much about himself. And it would explain why we don't see glimpses of the classic Peter Parker that, you know, is the sort of like the, the mechanical genius yeah. that, that, that creates his own like gadgets, creates a spider tracer, creates his web okay. shooters. You know what I mean? Like, it's you know what I mean? He's, he gets, he gets yeah, all yeah, of his, he gets all of his tech from like Stark. I see you, I see yeah, you, that's, I mean, that, that, that's, that, that's a really good theory, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, so, shout so out to Authentic. Just, just want to say shout out to Authentic. He's from the Giants uh, YouTube community. Thank you for coming in, man. Appreciate it. And check out his channel. If you want to catch up, uh, his, um, his Giants content is fire, dude, for real. Cool. But yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt, but yeah, I just want right to throw that out. No, no, no. I was pretty much done. You know what I mean? Like, that's just kind of like a, a thing. Like, it's, I, I, I spend way too much time in the car driving. I have a long drive to work, like an but hour long drive. what you say makes sense, so though, with everything think, that's unfolding. overthink these things. But What's everything that? that's unfolding yeah. right now, your, your theory is beginning to make more sense as time goes on, especially with this, the rumors of all the stuff happening in this third movie. Right. Yeah, and and, and I'll, I'll also also admit that like while while I'm watching like the MCU Spider-Man movies, like in my mind I'm thinking, okay, I see Spider-Man, but 
is this really Peter Parker? Right. And now, and, 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 and now with you bringing up this whole Ben Riley theory, like it, it, it honestly makes some sense. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm I, glad I, that's what we do here on this than... channel. Yeah. <laughs> yo, the fan I mean, theories and, and debates and like speculation. That's what the nerd cage is all about, yo. Right. Oh, yeah. and, the, and the last, and the last piece that, that I'll bring up is that the suit that he wears before Stark gives him the Spider-Man costume. It looks a lot like the Scarlet Spider. Yeah, yeah. It to me, it looks like it's like a it's like an actual like shout out to the Scarlet Spider costume. Oh yeah, so like, that's like, what makes like it special, special with like the sleeveless hoodie and everything. Right, right. I don't know, I'm I'm really excited about Doc Ock though coming back because to me, hands down, he was the best live action on screen villain we got in any of the Spider Man movies, and I feel like. Oh, totally. I feel like outside uh, into the Spider Verse, which you know, I feel like it's, it's its own thing. But I'm, among the all the live action movies, I feel like Spider Man Two is the best one still. Yes, still. yeah, I, I concur. I, I definitely agree with that. Um, I know that you had mentioned that you you think that this like confluence of like things that are that are setting up for like a multiverse that it's a big setup for the Sinister St- Sinister Six. Yes, can't even say that right. But what I think it is is sort of like a lot like it's it's part of a longer term plan to blend the sony universe with the mcu because now you can you can bring in venom and have venom go against spider-man you can bring in morbius and have him go against blade you even have the vulture in the morbius trailer which kind of like implies that something happens after this multiverse of madness where some of these things are permanent. So, so yeah, so that's, that's, that's a theory that I have. I don't know if that's what, where they're going, but that's yeah, and, and, and also in the trailer for Morbius in the background of one of the shots, you, you, you see like a picture of the Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Now, right. and now it's, it's, well, technically it's a screenshot of, the PlayStation 4 Spider-Man game with right. the Sam Raimi mm-hmm. uh, like costume on, but right, and it, it says "murderer" it, underneath, yeah. like like it has somebody graffiti the word "murderer" on it, so that implies that yep. like the events that happened in Far From Home, yes. where everybody thinks that he he was behind all the, those attacks, that that now that people just just think that he's a villain, and so I. To me, that makes to me that makes sense. Where they're just trying to blend all of these things. Yo, we got breaking Plus, news. We got breaking go news. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, Mark, but uh, Brian from Monstrosity just said uh, Disney Marvel just announced a new Fantastic Four movie to be directed by John Watts, director of Spider-Man. Yes. Yes. Wait, what? I'll repeat that. Disney Marvel from uh, just announced new Fantastic Four movie to be directed by John Watts. Awesome. Well, uh, awesome. Uh, well, here, here's, here's hoping it's good. <laughs> well, I'm actually that, that like that movie Watts. is so cursed. I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm, I'm what, with you. I hope Fantastic it's good. Four. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I John Watts as a director to me is is good. Like, I enjoyed the first Amazing Spider-Man. Not so much Amazing Spider-Man two, but I thought the Amazing Spider-Man one oh, uh, with I, Andrew Garfield was well, great. Uh, 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 Mark Webb was the director of the Amazing Spider-Man oh, films. Oh, okay. Yeah, My uh, bad. Uh, 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 John Watts is Homecoming and Far From Home. 
Oh, okay. Still awesome. Still yeah. good, though. I always get those two confused. I don't know why I do that. Probably just the Spider-Man thing. But I yeah. always <laughs> get those two confused. I always think that John Watts was the one that did the second iteration. Of, I think, of, I think uh, the casting of the Fantastic Four is going to be more interesting than the director here. And I want to, I want to talk about another thing, too. I'm surprised. It's been very quiet lately, and it's kind of bothersome. But when they announced that there was going to be a Blade in the MCU with Mahershala Ali... Right. Like I, I'm really listen. Blade's still one of my favorite movies of all time, but I would love to see Blade, this new Blade, go up against Morpheus, Jared Leto's Morpheus. Yep. So I'm hoping with all the Spider-Man stuff going on right now, mm-hmm. I hope they can squeeze in Blade somewhere in there. I want to see, I want to see Blade and Spider-Man on screen together because when I was a kid, oh, yeah. that '90s cartoon. My introduction to Blade wasn't the movie. My introduction to Blade was the Spider-Man cartoon. The cartoon. When they, yeah. when, when, when they, when uh, he wants to kill Morpheus, and Peter Parker's like, "No, that's my friend." Like, that was, oh, that was so awesome back in the day. And with Morpheus coming in, I would like to see, I would like to see uh, Morpheus, Mahershala Ali, and Spider-Man clash on screen together. Just wish me wishful thinking. Uh, yeah, that 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 would honestly be really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it would be cool, but I, that's what I that's what I think. I think you know what I mean. Like I, I, of course, I'm only speculating, but I think this whole idea of a multiverse of madness is a way for them to kind of blend these two universes in a permanent in a permanent uh, setting, so that now, like maybe you don't get blade a whole lot in this movie but now going forward when there is a blade movie maybe you get spider-man in that you know yeah. uh well, anyway right. cause see you but like you would get uh you would get morbius in that you know what i mean so that's that's kind of what i think plus like when um there was talks of like olivia wilde doing a spider-centric movie you know she she brought up that she couldn't say a whole lot because of kevin feige yeah. So if you're doing stuff with Sony, what does Kevin Feige have to do with it? You know what I mean? So right. that's yeah. kind of I I think that's their plan. I think that's what they're doing. Oof. Wow. So breaking news and a lot of discussions and speculations on uh, Spider-Man. Holy smokes. Oh yeah. All right. So I'm just looking at the time here. I'm just respecting everybody's time. Um, Joe uh, Davis. I I have to ask this question. I always, I ask all of our guests. Uh, would you like to come back into the cage? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's so much more we can freaking talk about. So, um, so Davis, I want to give you the floor for a minute. And keep in mind, everybody, all the um, links for all of Titan Goji's projects and his Twitter and everything out in YouTube is in the description below. So, Davis, I want to give you the floor for a couple minutes here. If you, anything you want to say and anything you want to promote. Uh, okay, I, I just, I just want to say that it was like it was awesome uh, again, again to be on here talk, talking about Christmas movies, Spider Man, uh, like all this Warner Brothers stuff with you guys. And uh, and, and again, uh, my name is Davis Medill, also known as Titan Gochi. I'm a content creator on YouTube where I do uh, uh, movie reviews on numerous Tokusatsu works as well as some anime here and there. I'm working on a review for Neon Genesis Evangelion uh, in, in honor of awesome. uh, in, in honor of reaching uh, one of my goals on Patreon, and uh, and to coincide with that, I'm also going to be reviewing its finale movie, The End of Evangelion, and coinciding with that, uh, th- uh, I 
I, uh, I'll be uploading a little commentary track that I did with Yoko Higuchi for the end of Evangelion. That will be exclusive only to my Patreon supporters, uh, 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 specifically those who are subscribed to the exclusive content tier on my Patreon, and and for those who uh, uh, and, and, for, and for those who uh, are unable to support me on Patreon and watch that or watch or listen to that commentary track, I'll be uploading uh, like a supercut version uh, of that commentary track as well. So um, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got going. Awesome. And yeah, like I said, awesome. all the links are below. Facebook, Twitter, uh, the YouTube page is Patreon, his T-Public. Uh, oh, um, uh, uh, speaking of T-Public, I did upload three new shirt designs. Um, yep. I, uh, yeah, uh, I, I, I uploaded Team Kong and Team Godzilla t-shirts. And uh, I also uploaded uh, a design that celebrates the 55th anniversary of Ultraman. Uh, you know, that, that whole franchise is turning 50. Wait, no, 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 not, 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 not 50th. Uh, it turns 55 next year. Yep, uh, from 1966 to 2021. Uh, so, yeah, check those out. Awesome. Yeah, no, no, Davis, we had an absolute freaking blast with you, man. I, I was, like, anticipating this for months. I'm so glad you came in. And, again, I just want to say to you and everybody here, congratulations again on reaching 11,000 subscribers, man. Thank you. Thank All you that hard much. work you do. <laughs> yeah. And listen, man, you're, you're in such a great position right now, not only just with, with YouTube, but like, you know, your career and your, and your studying and all that, man. I wish at 20 years old, I was at, in your position, man, because you're going to do such great things here, man, between what your career is going to be and, and your YouTube channel and everything else, man. And it's just awesome. Like, you know, seeing you like do all these great things and, um, yeah, and uh, I really, really hope if there is, in fact, a G-Fest next year, I hope we can actually hang out this time because you were bombarded, and I didn't want to, like, fanboy over you when I met you at G-Fest. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we got to know each other through Matt and Monstrosity here doing these After Dark streams that we've been doing, but I hope we get a chance to hang out at G-Fest if there's a G-Fest next year for real, man, because it's – and like I said, I enjoy all your damn content. And I do have a request, though. I, I, I know I'm the low-level Patreon – but man, I can't wait to see you review the Daimajin trilogy. That's what I, I want to see you do. I've actually considered getting around to, to doing, uh, to doing uh, the, uh, the the Daimajin trilogy. Now, oh, speak, speaking of movie trilogies of monster movies from Daie, I recently hit the goal where I where I'll be reviewing the Yokai Monsters trilogy, which is a trilogy of Japanese monster films that's more centered around like ancient folklore and whatnot. So that should be interesting. Yeah, and one more thing, I just want to recommend to everybody: if you're not a kaiju fan or ninth in Japanese, that's that's okay because I feel like uh, Titan Goji's channel is just perfect. If you just want a quick rundown of these Japanese films, you know his reviews are, you know his lookbacks and reviews are like really, really straight to the point. They're only a few minutes long, and they, and he, you know, I really feel like if you're not into like tokusatsu or anything like that or Japanese films, and you're just curious. I think he's like the best one to go to in regards to just getting a quick rundown, getting to know what these movies Sorry. are. So, so yeah. So everybody, please subscribe to Titan Goji if you haven't already. And uh, Mark, what do you got before we go? 
Yeah, so I just wanted to thank Davis for coming in, man. Like, you know, we had a, an absolute blast here just kind of like debating with you and talking about some of these topics. We really appreciate like speaking with somebody that knows a little bit about films and, and knows not only the, the, the kaiju stuff, the tokusatsu stuff, but, you know, knows a lot about this other, this other facet of nerd culture that we love. Um, you know, thanks to everybody in the chat again, you know, you guys keep coming back every week. We really appreciate that. Um, as far as like other shows that we've got, um, you know, uh, the other day we posted not only the video of our uh, Home Alone, episode one of our Home Alone podcast, that's up now, but we also uh, have the audio version of uh, the episode that we did on Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which we had an absolute blast making. I am a huge fan of Wusha, like old school Shaw Brothers martial arts films. To me, this was a callback to that. We spoke a lot about what we loved about Ang Lee and what we loved about this movie um and then also like a brief history of wuxia brief history of some of some of some of the action aspects of that film so please check that out uh and uh this coming uh episode is going to be a a a 20th anniversary retrospective on oh brother where art thou i've never seen it's it's one of my favorite films it's like top five film for me of all time so you know, definitely look for that. We're going to be uh, recording that this weekend. It'll be out sometime uh, this coming week. So that's what I got. All right, Davis, have you seen the old brother out there? Uh, I, I, I've not heard of it, uh, actually. It's a film that came out in uh, 2000, and uh, it stars George Clooney and uh, John Turturro, and it has a few other oh. stars. John Goodman's in it, but okay, it's basically got to watch it now. <laughs> yeah, it's an it's an adaptation of the Odyssey by Homer. I don't know if you're familiar with that story. Oh, okay. Yeah. All so right. so it's like a mo- like not modern. It's set in the Depression era. It's set in the 30s, but it's an adaptation of that. Like uh, you know, with these three um, escaped prisoners who are looking for uh, a hidden treasure. And it's it, it's it's an adventure. I can't like I cannot really, wait to watch. I'm really I'm, great. Part of me part of me is kicking myself in the head for not seeing it, but the other part of me is like I'm excited to get to embrace it for the first time. And yeah. uh, I just want to add to everything what Mark just said here. Uh, next week is our final show of 2020. We are doing a uh, Mortal Kombat Legends Scorpions Revenge watch party with Master Daniel Pacino, who's great to come back. I cannot wait to watch this movie with Mark and, and Master Pacino. I'm, 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 my mind's blown right now that we get to do that. And, of course, if you guys don't know already, next month we are doing a Wonder Woman 84 watch party. So we have two watch parties coming up. Uh, we've never done them before. We're really looking forward. I hope everyone will you know, hang out with us and watch these movies with us. We're really, really looking forward to that. And, again, thank you to everybody in the chat. You guys are awesome. Are you the, you guys are the best chat, the best, like, subscribers and fans ever. Like, I know it's very generic to say, but you guys keep us motivated. And you guys what make make these streams, like, worthwhile, for real. I look forward to it every week. I'm so glad you guys were a big part of my 2020, you know, as, as, as crappy as 2020 was. This channel, Mark, and everybody else, and everyone who's coming to these, these streams and everything to support us has been the best part of my year, hands down. So Here, here. Again, thank you, Mark. Thank you, uh, Davis, for coming in. So that Wrong. being said, oh, Mark or D- Davis, go ahead. What you got? Oh, I, 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 I said no problem. Oh, okay, okay. Thank yeah. you. So that being said, before we go, we pre please ask you to like, 
comment, subscribe, ring that bell, and spread that shit like Silva. So do you guys say from Dallas, Texas, to Louisville, to Syracuse, to all of our friends and fans around the world at Nerd Cage Live, enjoy life, stay safe, and good night. Sayonara. Take it easy, y'all. Ooh, trying to get out of the nerd cage, are ya? Well, before you go, hit that subscribe button. And if you're really intrigued, ring that bell. Thank you for dropping by. Until next time, tell everyone you know about Nerd Cage Live! <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs>